Welcome to Unstoppable You with Christine Patton. Does it seem like something could be holding you and your business back from your dream of great success? Can you put your finger on what that is? In today's show, you'll learn the tools and patterns that will guide you toward the success that you dream of. Now, here is your host, Christine Patton. Hello, hello everyone. My warmest welcome to you. Thank you for being here today. Sorry, we're starting a little late. Totally problems on my end. (laughs) First show jitters, I guess. My name is Christine Patton, but my friends call me Chris, so you can too. You have discovered unstoppable you. Is it because you are unstoppable? Do you wish you were more unstoppable? Do you know others who are unstoppable? (laughs) Whatever your reason, I'm glad you're here. And this show is about you, the unstoppable you, the part of you that feels a yearning to learn new things and to grow, the you that shows up your best every time, the you that cannot get enough inspiration and encouragement as you drive forward making a difference in this world. That's the you I'm talking about and to. And I know you're there. This is the place where you will discover new ideas to chew on in empowerment resilience, and passion to conquer the game of business and life. Every week at this time, I will be sharing my experiences and theories about life to explore our common understandings and solidify strategies for moving forward with power, grace, and ease. And I have wonderful guests that are going to come on the show. You don't want to miss them. Now, this is the business channel, and we will be talking about you Because you are your business, you are your work, your career, and where you spend most of your day. How you show up every day dictates the direction in which your life flows. Where the attention goes, the energy flows. Have you heard that one before? When you create a more sustainable you, you create a more sustainable business. It stands to reason. The more energy, time, and attention you put into you, the more your business flourishes. It's all the same flow. It's all lined up. Got it? I do believe it's important to remember that no matter what you do for a living, you will have to be working with other people in some capacity. And so important to remember that all people have hearts and brains, just like you. We all have basic human needs that must be addressed every day to be seen, acknowledged, and accepted for who we are. Basic practices in doing just that are what will create and sustain a thriving work life. And when you give all of that to yourself, now you have something to give to others. So how you tune your instrument. What I mean by that is your physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual parts of yourself. It'll mean the difference in who you attract and keep as business, who you work well with, and how you feel at the end of the day about your own fulfillment and success. This show is designed to help you do all of that, perhaps by learning new concepts, by being reminded of things you might have forgotten, by inspiring you to look at your life differently and everything around you differently, and maybe to try different things with which you resonate. My goal here is to provide enough thought, wisdom, and ideas to help you gain more mastery over your life and thereby feel better every day. My hope is that you find something interesting and engaging here, and I ask that you let this wonderful network know after the show if you feel called to do that. 
I do feel very blessed to have been asked to do this show by my wonderful executive producer, Sandra. And I can tell you that everyone I've worked with so far here, particularly Jeff, Ryan, and Sienna, has been kind, patient, and encouraging. It is truly a blessing to meet up with such a caring and focused network as voiceamerica.com. And thank you to my producer today for not freaking out. (laughs) I certainly was. This was no accident. I had set the intention to reach 1 million people with my messages of hope and inspiration almost two years ago. And I brought that goal into being within the time I'd set. So here I am. This is a great part of my dream. And I'm here to tell you, you can do this too. Everybody can. It comes from knowing yourself and working in harmony with you. Your life path gets lit the more you align with it. You won't know for sure in many ways, but when you pay attention to life and your patterns, you will begin to learn where you are headed. And where are we now? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Where we are in the world today. You may have noticed a certain interruption in the flow of life lately, a small thing like a world pandemic. This is now October of 2020, and I'm sure 2020 is going to be written out of the books for many of us in the coming years. Life for all of us, all of us, looks different now. And for many of us, this has been devastating. And add this to all the other problems going on in various parts of the world. It is completely devastating, and I get it. And as human beings generally, when something is forced on us beyond our planning and control, we tend to panic, we rage, we fear, and at the very least, we become doubtful and indecisive. Of course we do. We get completely thrown off course. And as a result, we often find ourselves succumbing to powerful default programs. One of those programs is to contract and to fall out of our habits of self-care self-respect, and self-love. It's really difficult to do all of that and to feel all of that when we're in survival mode. And that may be where many of you are. Maybe this is you, maybe not. But coming out of this pandemic, and oh, for Pete's sake, you know we are, this is not going to last forever, we find the need to pivot and reinvent ourselves to preserve our economic and happiness standards and, well, our sanity too. This show will be all about that, the reinvention game that so many of us have had to address, perhaps many times in our lives. And I'm one of those. I guess you could call me a serial change artist. Most of the time, my choices have been well within my control. In other words, I made the choices. But gosh, I've had to deal with what came up for me as I navigated the turbulent waters that I caused by making these big changes in my life. So, I've had several big opportunities to practice this reinvention game. Was any of it easy? Hell no. But if you're like me and you have a fire in your soul for making a difference and enjoying life, and the two most definitely go together, then you will find the show to be of great value. I was speaking with my brother this past weekend. It was the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. And he gave me this idea to chew on as an introduction to the theme of the show. Easy for me to say. (laughs) Thanks, Dave, for your wisdom. It fits perfectly. And this is the theme of graduation versus failure. I have found in my own practice, it's a theme that runs through many of my clients' stories about change, especially change that was foisted upon them. It seems that the default program, when hard times occur, 
is one of failure. Many of us tend to say or feel very intrinsically, I am a failure somehow. I just can't cut it. Why am I not like others who can do this? What is wrong with me? Or we continue to rail against a situation that obviously is becoming permanent. Now that's doomed to failure. Have you been there? I'm sure never, ever in your life. But imagine (laughs) having faced those situations. I sure have. And you'll hear my story in a moment. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about change and hard times. It truly behooves us to internalize that change is constant. Change is good. I know that sucks, but it's true. Here's a couple truth bombs to think about. Albert Einstein once said, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. He is truly one of the greatest minds of our time. Oprah said, the greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude. Winston Churchill once said, to improve is to change, to be perfect is to change often. Roy T. Bennett said, it's only after you've stepped outside of your comfort zone that you begin to change, grow, and transform. And if any of you have faced hard times due to rejection of any kind, whether you were dismissed from your work, a big client left you, or your romantic partner broke up with you, note this, don't let rejection create self-doubt. The founder of Starbucks was turned down by 217 of the 242 investors he initially spoke with. That's told to us by Elizabeth Galbett. I didn't know that. I knew the story of J.K. Rowling, who shopped her her Harry Potter manuscript to, I think, 12 or 13 publishers, and she was rejected every time. I know Walt Disney was rejected. A lot of really amazing people in this world today were rejected many times with their message, but eventually they made it, and you can too. When we get dumped out of our comfort zone, now that's what happens. We get dumped out of our comfort zone for any reason. That in and of itself is not failure. It's an opportunity to learn and grow. Every opportunity to learn is a blessing. In disguise, I get it. But life school is set up for us to proceed with lessons. Now think about this. When do we really get the chance to improve? When everything is good and we're enjoying ourselves? I don't think so. That can be seen as the port in the storm. It's where we can recover before we get on to our next adventure. We really only grow in adversity and challenge. We find out who we are. We test our mettle, so to speak. Now, let's speak plainly here. If we choose to cower in fear, to stay stuck or mired in self-doubt, indecision, and prevailing unhappiness, well, then that, my friends, I will call failure. There's no progress there, and we humans are built for progress. So let's think instead of graduation. Who would want to stay in grade 12 for eight years or 80 years? God, nobody, I hope. Each episode of Learning in Life, a.k.a. the hard times, is a period, a semester, or a high school career from which you are eventually going to graduate. And what do we say to graduates? Oh, I'm so sorry you're leaving high school. Poor you. So sad to see you move on. You should stay here forever. No. (laughs) We say congratulations. Well done. Way to go. And we wish the graduate well on their next journey, whether it's getting a job, more schooling, travel, whatever. So 
If you are facing a decision to pivot or reinvent yourself, or you're getting out of a situation that no longer serves you, you are graduating. Congratulations. You can rest in the assurance that life school has prepared you with the necessary learning and tools to take the next step. So well done. And when you can see that all along, you've been making great life choices for yourself, you're surely not going to fail now. You never have. Life has signaled that you are ready for the next move, whatever that is, despite your misgivings, your indecision, and your pain. Now, you'll note in the advertising, I talked about a barbecue oracle. You're like, what the heck is that? (laughs) And rightly so. Here's the story. I arrived at the theme for my show several months ago. One evening as I was grilling chicken on the barbecue, no kidding, I was staring at the chicken while it was cooking and I downloaded these ideas uh, seemingly out of nowhere. Um, and in about three minutes, I had, I had a view about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to talk about. And it was clear as day. It's like I saw my life so clearly in about three minutes. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been just kind of gazing out somewhere? Maybe you're in the shower, maybe you're driving, and you have this idea that changes your life. So that's what happened. I zoned out for a minute and wham, I got this idea. I realized with certainty that in my life, I reviewed the past, I don't know, 30 years, that when I made an empowered yet difficult choice for myself, and then went on to develop resilience around the challenges that arose from the decisions I had made, I grew into a passion for my life and work. Eureka! Interestingly, I also noted that I tend to work in patterns of 15 years. As you'll see from my story coming up, I practiced law for 15 years. I was married for 15 years. I developed my speaking practice and coaching practice over 15 years. Weird stuff, man, but very true. The show today will help you see where you have made empowered choices for yourself, where you have become resilient in the face of the challenges present, and I'm pretty sure you're going to see the passion that has grown up around all of that. When you realize how wonderfully empowered and resilient you have been up until now, you can give yourself a nice pat on the back. Now you can revel in the passion for your life. You've earned it. You deserve it. Rest comfortably that you have the fortitude and the wisdom to make the most of any situation. So, well done. So here is my story. My story is just my story. I'm telling you mine so that perhaps it will trigger some ideas about yours. You may begin to see a pattern in your life as I did in mine. You may feel that eureka moment of, wow, I am already unstoppable and invincible. The confidence that this creates in your mind, in your emotions, and in your body can be really, really incredible. And it fuels the rest of your days. You know, when you, when you realize that you have been taking care of yourself all along and quite, ve- quite well, thank you very much, that in and of itself is a bomb to the soul. It's, it's very consoling knowing that you value yourself, you love yourself, and you respect yourself. It's truly the greatest platform to move ahead with. 
So grab that cup of coffee and let's get at it. Here is my story. My upbringing had created in me a default program in life. Now, all of our upbringings create default programs that are unconscious to us. Most of them are. And so really important to understand our subconscious programming by really taking a look. And I will be talking about this in an upcoming show. And by that, I mean, I had no notion whatsoever that I could have a say in what happened to me, in quotations, on a regular basis. I had no education around visualization, the power of the mind and emotion, or knowledge about subconscious belief systems, the true monsters under the bed. (laughs) I learned all of this later in my life. This program operated in all facets of my life, but most notably with my career. I thought all I had to do was pick a career and work hard to get there without really knowing what a good career looked like or felt like. Hard work and dedication would take care of my success, right? Well, you be the judge. And how many of you have felt that way? How many of you have just powered through and blitzed through with the power and force of your mind and found out later, ouch, I'm truly suffering. My body is suffering or whatever's happening. So here it is. I began my working life as a lawyer in the province of Ontario, Canada. I had formed that dream or that guiding light at the ripe old age of 12. (laughs) My grade seven class was assigned homework one night. And the homework was to figure out what we all wanted to be when we grew up. Well, I was a serious child, and knowing that I had to create my future overnight, (laughs) I narrowed my ideas to two. I wanted to be a lawyer or a singer, because they're alike. Now, singing wasn't always will be a passion for me, and maybe I would have been good at it. In fact, I had a jazz ensemble in Ontario for four years. I wasn't bad. But a careless teacher suggested that musicians made no money And all the musicians out there, you'll be cringing at that. And that I would be better served by becoming a lawyer. That was truly a careless comment. In truth, becoming a lawyer was was uppermost in my thoughts anyway, as my father was a lawyer. And even though he didn't encourage me one way or the other, I felt drawn to doing the same thing, but I didn't know why. How many of you have succumbed to unconscious programming like that? Now, having gained some knowledge about subconscious programming, I think it's quite likely that deep down I chose that profession to gain his love, admiration, and attention. How many of you can claim the same affliction? It is interesting to note the behaviors and choices we make when we look back at our early influences. In fact, I'm going to be doing a show on that very topic in the coming episodes, as I suggested, and I'll let you know when that is. In any event... I completely enjoyed law school and all the challenges and entertainment it offered, and I rested in the knowledge that I had made a decent choice of careers. But then, articles struck. Do, do, do. This is the time that law students must work for 12 consecutive months to put law school theories to work in the real world before being called to the bar. And I cannot say that I enjoyed this work at all. Oh, no. I had my first glimpse into the drudgery and terror that would mark my professional career. Now, that's not to say that every lawyer experiences this, and I know many who are fabulous lawyers and love their work and all the power to them. It simply was becoming evident that it wasn't a fit for me. (laughs) Good time for that, huh? 
It was confirmed throughout my eight years of practice as an insurance defense litigator that I had little love for the law, the practice, many of my colleagues, or the bench. I was in trouble. To make matters even better, I added two children to the mix, and I found myself feeling stressed beyond anything I had ever imagined, dreading every day that I had to go to the office. Ah, soul-searching revealed that my priority was to raise my kids over my practice. Good time to realize that, huh? My kids were my life, and I cherished them more than anything. It pained me every day to drop them off at the daycare and the babysitter. I worried about them when I worked, and that I felt guilty about not working when I was home. It truly was horrible. Oops, a big oops, because I had just spent the last 20 years of my life reaching for a goal educating, paying for it, and building a law practice. Alas, after eight years, I had had enough. Now, until this time, I had no sense that I could do anything but respond to my circumstances with anything but grit and teeth-clenching guts. I was learning resilience, but only the survival kind. I sure had no idea how to make an empowered decision for myself until I was forced to. Now, as you know, There's a big difference in making a decision by inspiration rather than desperation. Better decisions arrive when we choose from inspiration, or at least a plan that's well thought out, feels good, and has some passion to it. Notwithstanding that, little did I know that my next step would set the tone for me taking my power back in my life. I was learning to make big decisions about my life circumstances, mostly the ones that no longer served me. I retired from practice of law to be at home to raise my two children. Few were happy about this, except my kids. Most people in my life, especially those closest to me, felt I was abandoning the ship, running from responsibilities. No one seemed to understand the grinding pressure I felt to be in two worlds, the mummy world and the professional world. Now, you working parents out there, you are very familiar with this. It's a tough gig. And I felt this was a situation I needed to heal and quickly if I was going to preserve any sanity, physical wellness, or emotional equanimity I had at all. The relief I felt was palpable in my body, and I was happy again. Now, a year went by as I learned to be a full-time mother and homemaker, and although I was happy to be there and began a healing journey at that time, I did begin to feel, un- or I did begin to feel unfulfilled. Having trained to be a professional woman, I acutely missed using my brain, especially my legal brain, talking to adults, and generally being independent. I began to make noises about work, part-time work, which I felt I was up to by that time. I landed myself an appointment as a deputy judge in the Small Claims Court of Ontario. And this was the perfect solution for me at this time. I worked usually five to six days per month, and I could take care of things at home. I was very happy with this arrangement and passionate about being an excellent judge, arbiter of fact and law, and a guide for the litigants who showed up in court without counsel. Now, despite having created contentment around a work-life balance, there were still challenges in this work. And it had to do with how we were treated as deputy judges. In general, I began to experience some really ridiculous situations. I should tell you about those some days. You would laugh. I felt they were demeaning to all of us who were truly trying to create an efficient and purposeful courtroom setting for litigants, especially the litigants without counsel, who really didn't understand, who were angry and scared at the same time and just needed a little bit of guidance. 
It seemed that one disrespectful experience was piled on top of the next until I lost the complete desire to continue in that position. The whole practice had to go. I was done with the law. It was terrible at the time, but looking back, of course, hindsight is 2020. Ooh, that horrid number again. I was graduating to my next adventure. So I retired completely from the practice of law in 2004. And again, excruciating to think that something I had worked for for so long was now gone. But at the same time, I felt absolutely relieved and excited. Excuse me. Again, there were people in my life who viewed this as a complete alienation of my purpose in life and who had no trouble expressing their disappointment in me. But this time, I wasn't phased by their negative feedback. I was truly jazzed about this new direction that was opening up in my life. Having been a litigator or courtroom lawyer and a judge, I had honed my abilities to speak effectively, build a case, think on my feet, and write. And little did I know that these skills would be the building blocks for all future endeavors. Wow, isn't it interesting how that goes? Remember the graduation idea? I was poised for a new direction. And it's funny. Sometimes you have to be in that position where you can look back at your life or something you've just come through to actually see things so clearly or stare at your chicken on the barbecue. I have well used my skills for speaking, for coaching. I wrote a book. You'll hear more about that in a moment. And I am a certified practitioner and trainer with the HeartMath Institute of California. I have put all of my skills to great, great use. And sometimes I look back and think, maybe I had to go through 15 years of law in order to create the person that I needed to be to show up and to become the most authentic and engaging speaker that I can be in order to be the most authentic and engaging and inspiring coach that I can be. It's not until we go through these things in our lives that we realize we might have something to talk about. We might have something to teach people. Um, And also writing a book that was a passion of mine in 2015. It's called showing up, becoming the me I want to be aligning your life and work for true success. And I'll tell you how that came about. My work with students in high schools was the focal point for that. Helping students think about preparing for an excellent career, not what I did. (laughs) It truly was to help students shorten the curve in managing how they prepared to be something that they wanted to be in life. This is all about becoming a better person and being that person in a business or in work. Again, it's where we express ourselves all day long. It's where we spend most of our life. Well, I think it's time for a commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to share with you the next segment of my life in which my empowerment, resilience, and passion grew enormously. You don't want to miss this part, so stay stay tuned. I'll be back in a flash. Go get another coffee.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Unstoppable You. To reach Christine Patton or her guest on the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email during the week to Chris at powerwithin.ca. Now, back to Unstoppable You. Welcome back. If you were resonating with my story, we were just getting into some good stuff, especially about the passion that was developing in my life. My life was really beginning to take shape at this time. Becoming a professional speaker, a performance coach, and writing a book are all things that speak to my heart and I absolutely love to do. But it came from having a break in my life from one profession to another. Here here it is. Having had the time at home to care for my family, I'd been learning some key concepts about the nature of our reality, how to become a better architect of my life, and other spiritual principles that have proven powerful and reliable in the creation of my new and exciting life. I now felt a passion to speak about things which excited me, things which I felt were important for others to be aware of. So I began a speaking business, and I stepped into the world of being an entrepreneur. As I got busier over the years, I had the opportunity to give motivational talks to my son's sports teams, and I eventually formed a program for athletes called the Mental Edge in Sports Performance. In fact, before I left Ontario and moved to beautiful B.C., um, I had pitched a professional hockey team, and they weren't going to hire me, but I, was, I felt very privileged to be at the table, especially being a woman. Now I was really getting into doing the work that I loved and felt and passionate about. My passion overflowed into the schools, mainly high school, grades 9 to 12 in Ontario, 
where I spent time every semester in various schools mentoring students, mostly to prepare for a great career. I was blessed to be able to run some focus groups to take the temperature of the attitudes of students as the basis for a book that I was working on. Do you know that students, well, the students in Ontario at that time in the Waterloo region were reporting at 14 years old, feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and worried every day so that they could barely manage Imagine our kids are feeling this horrible stress. We're passing it down to our kids. It's social media. It's our addiction to our our phones and our laptops. It's the programs that are running on these devices that are very harmful to kids. Uh, And there's some research on that. So I feel that resilience, teaching young people tools and tips to use to bring themselves to feel better every day is a most valuable thing to do. Now, life was rolling on, life seemed pretty good. I passionately loved the work I was doing with athletes and students when, do, 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 (laughs) my next excruciating challenge came. My marriage ended. Now, how many of you have jumped off that cliff? Not easy, indeed. But I believe everyone has the privilege and the right to be happy and not change her relationship that has run its course, children or no. Needless to say, I was thrown into survival mode and it was hell on my creativity, but I persisted. I had no choice, right? Especially when we have kids to care for, we just have no choice. Resilience grows throughout this time. And I learned I could rely on myself to make good decisions and forge ahead with dreams regardless of who was supporting me. And the truth of who I really was was born in the crucible of this uncertain time. I was 49 years old, single. My kids were either away at university or leaving home soon. And no solid career had yet been forged. I had many moments of intense self-doubt, grief over the life I'd left behind, fear about finances, and worry over how my businesses were developing. A multiple whammy. Man, did I ever have to search my soul about what I wanted to do. I set intentions, I prayed, I focused, and otherwise acted as though it was all turning out as it was supposed to. However, one thing for sure was that I was completely happy having the independence and freedom to create the life that I wanted. I felt completely empowered to make the right decisions and do what I wanted to do when I wanted to. I was empowered indeed. And my resilience grew as I developed my own strength gifts, talents, and creativity. Life really took off for me in the direction of my dreams of being a speaker, coach, and an author. Now, the year 2015 was a pivotal one for me as I certified with the HeartMath Institute to train and coach the Resilience Advantage Program, which you're going to hear a lot about in my upcoming shows. I published my book, Showing Up, Becoming the Me I Want to Be, which, by the way, is available on Amazon and my website, uh, powerwithin.ca, if you're wondering. 2016 hit. Life was rolling along nicely, and then I did something I never thought I would do. Do, do, do. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I surrendered many times throughout 2010 to 2016. In my fear, self-doubt, and worry over what was going to become of me, I often raised my hands to the universe and I said, help, I don't know what I'm doing over here. Please give me a sign. And you know what? I got them. As I got quieter with a more consistent meditation practice and began to be very aware of what was happening in my life, I began to see that I, was all, I had always been given signs and clues as to what was going to happen and the right decision to make. 
the magic was really kicking in. Here's one story for you. As I indicated, I now live in gorgeous Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, in the Okanagan Valley, which is in the interior of the province. I feel that I truly live in God's country. I'm surrounded by mountains, lakes, streams, rivers, rocks, trees, you name it. It's a great outdoor life, beautiful people here, and I am thriving in this beautiful life I've chosen. How did I get here? My son, Scott, played hockey for a season in West Kelowna. I flew out with him to his camp in August of 2014. And as soon as he and I exited the airport in Kelowna, I was in love. I actually felt a physical shift as I looked at the gorgeous surroundings that is Kelowna. I felt exhilarated and at home at the same time. It was really, really weird. I was back twice that season to see my son play, and each time I felt that familiar exhilaration catch me as I entered the airport. I also was the happy beneficiary of cool stuff like car upgrades and free things and beautiful weather every time I was here. I was truly on a magic carpet ride. Needless to say, when my son was traded at the end of the season, I fell into a mini depression. I wanted to keep going back to Kelowna. Well, life had some surprises in store for me. I trained with HeartMath at their head office in Boulder Creek, California in July of 2015. The first day I met a woman who eventually became a friend. When I asked where she was from, she said Vernon, BC, just north of Kelowna. Oh, and she worked in Kelowna. Hmm. The next synchronicity came was when I was in Mexico near Tulum as I enjoyed a week HeartMath conference. One evening, I joined a woman I had noticed all week, thinking she had such a cute face. When I asked her where she was from, saying she reminded me of my particular friend I'd met in California, this woman in Mexico said she was from Vernon, B.C. She knew my friend that I'd met in California, and she also worked in Kelowna. I almost fell off my chair. The universe was trying to get my attention. It is undeniable messages like this that have me riveted and and on the edge of my seat to see what comes next. It's really, really exciting. About six months later, I traveled to Vernon to stay for a week with my friend and I fell in love with the area all over again. I told everyone there that I was going to move. I just felt so cold. But then I returned home and I thought, are you nuts? You're not moving I began to think I was crazy. How could I leave my kids, my family, and my business? But it still called me. It worked on me, and it worked on me. There was an undeniable pull towards Kelowna back then. I felt consumed by thoughts of Kelowna, and I felt a stir in my body that I had never known before. In fact, my heart coherence was through the roof. I was deliriously happy thinking about moving, even though the stress almost killed me. I moved here alone. I could have not stopped. I could not have stepped off that treadmill if I tried. I was moving to Kelowna. So I began to check out real estate to see what was available. And every time I opened my laptop, I felt that familiar exhilaration come over me. How many of you have felt that way about something new coming in your life? I think it's probably a good thing. As I thought more and more about the idea of moving and ran it by my kids who urged me to follow my dreams, the plans kind of made themselves. I realized that my house was in a very valuable area. Real estate was available and moving in Kelowna, and a move that fall was possible. I was already planning in my head what I I was taking, leaving, selling, and giving away. All the stars lined up for this move. I was meant to be here. 
I had two agents on either side of my move who were friends. My house sold for more money than I ever imagined. It sold in a day. I lined up a friend to drive across Canada with me and to top off all of the delights, it was 21 degrees Celsius. That's 72 Fahrenheit for those of you who don't speak Canadian. With clear blue skies all across the prairies as we drove. And that was between November 1st and 6th when we rolled into Kelowna. And I was worried about snowstorms. Well, the magic has continued for me. I joined the right organizations to get the ball rolling. I knew no one in the area except the people I mentioned, which interestingly, I never saw again. I created a valuable network of colleagues and friends, and now I enjoy a life that I love. It's full, thriving, and satisfying. And I'm finding now, as I deepen my meditation, heart math, and visualization practices, I'm finding more and more that life brings everything I need to me. The right people, opportunities, and circumstances to learn and grow my business flows towards me effortlessly. I am in awe these days of what has happened. And as I open and surrender to a force higher than me, oh, good things keep coming in. My limited thinking and planning could not conceive of the things that have happened. And one of them is this radio show. As I relax into a deep faith and trust, that the universe, my creator, my source, God, whoever you choose is your higher power, it doesn't matter. That power has my back and wants what I want. Opportunities arrive out of the blue. Almost every day, I experience a miracle. Now, a miracle is defined as a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws, and it's therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. I hearken back to almost two years ago when I said that I wanted to reach a million people in two years with my message and my work. This is just one of the many intentions I've set for myself as I move forward in life. My practice of prayer, visualization, affirmations, heart math techniques, meditation, and ho'oponopono are making a difference as I move towards creating a bigger, better, thriving, conscious business. I'm determined to make a difference in the world today. My mission is to be a light for others. My sole purpose is to love. And after that, I let it happen, baby. How about you? What's your mission? Do you have a vision for your life? And if you have, is it making you happy? Do you feel fulfilled, satisfied, or content? Your soul will tell you you just need to pay attention. Now, you may have noticed from my story a flow from struggle to freedom and effortlessness. I began working life believing that I had to struggle to get anywhere. I also believed that money and accolades and miracles were hard to come by. I believed that I could only have so much of the pie and that what I truly wanted didn't matter in the scheme of things. Now, we each have a foundational way of looking at life. And I believe Dr. Wayne Dyer once asked, and I think he got it from Albert Einstein, but I'm not sure. The question is, do you believe in a friendly or a hostile universe? I think I might have even believed in a hostile universe. Yikes. That's what life was showing me. And this is particularly a poignant question given today's emotional climate. How does it seem for you? It took me years to discover and experience that life actually has my back, that what I want matters. More importantly, that what I want wants me. And I always get what I need. I learned over time that there's a formula for creating my life successfully. I have learned that passion comes naturally as I make more empowered decisions for myself by stepping into the unknown and taking risks. 
this can be really, really uncomfortable, but I now know for sure that I have the resilience to see my decisions through and how to roll successfully with the punches. This art of surrendering is a powerful practice that bears fruit regularly. We always get what we need. (laughs) Maybe not exactly what we want or when, but what we need in the right time. Divine timing is elegant and perfect. Oh, and something else, it's never done. We will continue to learn and try and thrive until we croak, hopefully. There's always new and fresh things on the horizon. And when we have an attitude of excitement and confidence about it, we all fare much better. So I've organized some key takeaways for you to think about in the coming week before we come back next Thursday at 10. And the first question I have for you is, if you've been struggling, can you see a pattern of empowerment or disempowerment in your life? Are you able to see that you have actually been making empowered choices for yourself over time as you have grown in your own wisdom and maturity? Can you pat yourself on the back for making difficult choices for yourself or your children or someone else in the face of rejection, judgment, and criticism? If so, good for you. You are stronger and more independent than maybe you even know. But what about ways you disempower yourself? And I'm not talking about how others disempower you. I'm referring to what you do to yourself and your thoughts, your emotions, your expectations, your words, and your behaviors. Is it time for an overhaul? Is it time to begin paying attention to these things to gain some clarity around your choices? And what life, more importantly, is delivering to you as a direct result? Question number two, what is your resilience level or tolerance? Can you get through the bad times without crumpling like a bad suit? Do you feel depleted every day? Is it difficult to get moving in the morning or to feel hopeful about anything? Is there a boredom or an ennui that has built into your life and work? Are you emotionally labile these days? In other words, have a hair trigger in your emotions. Are your important relationships thriving or stagnating and crumbling? Are you plagued by annoying health issues, weight gain, no energy, sleep disruption, gut issues? Please don't think me insensitive. The answers to these questions could easily be caused by the isolation and fear caused by COVID alone. But my question to you is this. Is it possible that these patterns existed before COVID and now are glaring because you've been forced to face your prime issues? Please do not ignore the signals your body is sending you. There are messages for you to take a stand and clean up your life. And if not now, when? If not you, who? Is there a passion and joy in your life on a regular basis? Not the one-off experience from time to time. This is question number three. I'm talking about a natural default set point wherein you feel good for most of the day. Is this reality for you? What if it could be? Are you doing what you love to be doing on a regular basis? Do you love the people in your life? Are you financially secure? Are you healthy? Is there room for improvement? Do you even want these things? Are you afraid of these things? These are some good questions that are not for the faint of heart, but sometimes they can nail an issue for you and you can help gaining a toehold in your climb up the mountain. So never give up. Well, I believe we have come to the end of today's show. Thank you for sticking around with me to the end. I know one voice can become tedious. Believe me, I get sick of hearing my own voice Often, I genuinely hope you've gained something here that can help you to take a stand in your life, to end 
a disempowering or draining situation, to become resilient through something that is temporarily difficult, or to begin a new fresh vision for you. You are unstoppable. Believe it. My hope is that you return next Thursday at 10 a.m. PST for more nuggets of empowerment, resilience, and passion. Next week, I have an awesome guest. Awesome, awesome. He's a young man who has taken exemplary measures to be the healthiest, happiest, and most powerful person he could be in his life. He's 24 years old, an entrepreneur. He currently has two companies to his credit. One of them is beyond exciting, and you're going to hear about it in detail towards the end of this series of shows. He played junior hockey. He almost achieved a biomedical degree from the University of Waterloo. He's not finished yet. He's a sought-after physical and health trainer, but more importantly, he has devoted his life to researching the most cutting-edge, credible health information that he uses on himself to reach peak health and performance. Now, I have used this young man's services for a very, very, very long time, and he owes them to me because he's my son, Scott. I'm very proud to say this, and Scott, I, I know you're listening Uh, and you will owe me until the end, my friend. So just get used to that. Um, But this boy, more than that, is someone I am very proud of. I'm also proud of my daughter, Alex. These people are awesome in this world. They are intelligent and loving and kind and sensitive and very empowered and very resilient and very passionate about what they do. My daughter is training to be an osteopath in Ontario. She's got a few short years left, and she is going to rock this world with her healing techniques. And Scott, well, he's going to tell you about what he knows and and all that he does. You're going to want to be here next week to hear his theories on how emotional states translate into physical health at a cellular level. And he promises to make it all easy to understand and practical for all of us. So join me next week, same time, same bat station for Unstoppable You to discover lasting strategies in empowerment, resilience, and passion to conquer your game of business and life. Thanks for joining me today. I am deeply grateful for your time and attention. See you next week. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Unstoppable You. Please join Christine Patton for another edition of the program next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, take what inspired you today, practice it, and watch how life unfolds for you on your path to success. We'll talk again next week. 